step inside my living room Share a little talk By roads walked and lessons learned Keeping the flame of faith burning I wanna know where you've been What you found out Spread some light in the darkness Spread it all about In the height in the hat, put it all in the hat. Welcome to Hat Radio. My name is Avram Rosenzweig, and I must tell you, this is a most auspicious uh, interview, uh, which I'm very, very excited about. This is our third episode on Hat Radio, and today might be the most exciting. Why? Because I have as my guest, Kitty, we'll call you Kitty Leah Cohen, a woman who has lived on this earth for 106 years. How are you, Kitty? Yes, I'm fine. I'm really thrilled to be here. Avram. Thank you for the invitation to be interviewed by you. It's an honor to have you. And I must tell our listeners that I do these podcasts in my home so you are here with your daughter bernie bernie a big shout how how are you today i'm great thank you yeah lovely to have you, thank you. I, I i really feel honored and, and, and i'll tell you why i do because i've never met anybody of your age and um i i i feel i feel as though i, I i'm with somebody who is unique would, you. would you qualify yourself as being unique that's a very high honor to be called a unique person. <laughs> what a, an honor. Thank you, Avram. Oh, you're welcome, my dear. <laughs> you are welcome. And I'll tell you what strikes me about you, Kitty, is that how spry you are. I, I think that most people would think someone of your age would be a, weaker or, or, or maybe a, a, you know somebody who's not as alive and as awake. But it's the opposite with you. You have this wonderful, wonderful look in your eye of life. I mean, is that accurate? I am truly blessed. Truly blessed. Not only with what's happening to me, but what's surrounding me. My family is so thoughtful, so committed. I am entirely devoted to them and them to me. Yes. So I am happy to be here to tell you that because a lot of people don't have very much uh, attention. I see that at our home. They just bend their head and carry on as if the world was coming to an end. Not with me. I look forward to tomorrow and I thank the good Lord for giving me another day. Yeah, which is equally as incredible. Some of my uh, nieces and nephews whom I spoke with prior to this interview asking them for some interesting questions. They said, hmm, she must feel as though life is just going on too long. I said, no, it's the opposite. I can't say that at all. I just am glorified that the Lord has decided to keep me here. He must have a very good reason. Maybe I'm able to show people that you can still live and jump around and dance around at 106. Why not? It's all up in the brain. Like, has there ever been a time in your 106 years where you felt, okay, enough already? It never occurred to me that I would ever live beyond maybe 100. But to be a centenarian plus, that is something I, I'm grateful for. I really am grateful to be here with my children. They are the the best gifts the a mother can get. That's a beautiful thing for you to say. Um, again, I should mention that Bernie, your daughter, is here with us. Uh, this past Friday night, you and I and Bernie and your family spent some time together at our dear friend Thelma's house. And I must tell you something. I was watching Bernie and how attentive she is to you. She's a fine daughter. The best. She is, right? A fine the daughter. Best. They, they don't come any better. She's so thoughtful. She does everything that possible to make me comfortable and happy 
And you, you have two other children, right? Yeah, I have, a, I have two beautiful sons. They're very busy. They're both uh, uh, builders. You know, what are they, Bernice? Yeah, that's what they are. They're architects. Architects. And they are very, very happy with what's happening to them. They have lovely children who are also highly educated. Yes. And uh, they travel all over the globe. So I, I say a bit of a nachos from that. <laughs> yeah, and nachos is the Yiddish word for pride. Yeah. Well, your your kids and your grandchildren, they must be excited to use you as show and tell. Like, they must show you off, don't they? they I are, would. They are. They are very uh, booby this and booby that. Yeah. And phone me from Montreal quite often, Jamaica. I, I have a lot to be grateful for, have a lot. How old do you feel inside, Kitty? 106. You feel 106 inside. Okay. What does that feel like? No different than when I was uh, much younger. It's just that the body isn't uh, as uh, mobile as I would like it to be. Yes. But that grows with age. Yes. I, uh, there's nothing anybody can do. Years bring on immobility. But, I mean, the truth of the matter is you're in pretty good shape. The brain is still operating. It's still, it's still telling me what to do. I'm not lost. Yeah. Do you I get see- up in the morning, and the first thing I do is thank the Lord for giving me another day. Yeah. That's important to me. And then to do a little bit of exercise, put on the music, and see the old body is... <laughs> Attend the uh, exercise classes regularly. Well, what kind of what kind of exercise classes do you go to? Well, they, uh, there's chair exercises, and uh, that's okay because my balance is so poor. So sitting and uh, moving around, kicking the legs, you know, raising the arms, moving the head, that's okay. Do you still do yoga? I still do yoga. I love yoga. How often do you do yoga? There's a class. Um, that's a very good class, and that's once a week. And the other exercises are every day, except Sunday and Saturday. Yeah. So, how nimble are you? Pardon? How nimble are you? Can you do stretches still oh, that are a yeah, little bit more I difficult? Can, I can do. I can do a lot of things with my legs. I can bend so easily; it doesn't hurt me at all to bend and pick up things. Which is good because my le- my knees have never given me trouble, and that is one part of the body that people yes. have had so much surgery. Yes. All kinds of things have happened with people that I know with their knees, not me. When I was living at uh, 135 Antibes, I would do a climb. There were 84 steps to reach, or to go down rather, to go down to see a friend. I counted them. I walk down 84 steps and walk up 84 steps. Uh, so that gave those knees plenty of oiling. Did, did Lots of oiling. <laughs> plenty of lubrication, right? Yeah. You, you know, I did a little bit of research into you and into centenarians. There's a very good interview, by the way, that you did with Baycrest. You, you, know, you know what the question that I really like was in your answer? What invention uh, did you like the most? Do you remember your answer? What event? Invention. Invention. Something that somebody invented, someone made up. Oh, oh events. Invention. Like like the car is an invention. A radio is an invention. Do you remember your answer to what invention you like? It was a really good answer. I, I, I think computers are a marvelous invention. Look how they reach across the, the earth. Yes. I think that's wonderful invention. And, um, of course, airplanes are a wonderful invention. And, um, well, just being able to travel by airplane to wherever part of the world you want to go is a great invention. I think that's a, the right, the rights, rights, the rights did a good job. When they the right brothers. Wait, 1917 yeah. or something. I'm still completely blown away by planes when I see them in the sky. 
your answer to the question in the Baycrest interview was uh, the turn signal in a car. <laughs> you said it's a lot better than sticking your arm out the window. I love and, that. And having lights. Yeah, so that people could see you're stopping, right? Probably, uh, yeah, Those, that was a great invention, uh, 1927. Do you drive? <laughs> Do you drive, Kitty? Have you ever driven? I've driven until I was 93. And then what? You had to give up your license. I, I gave that up because uh, it was too expensive to uh, drive a car. Oh, it was. It is, yes. Uh, yeah. I said, the heck was a, a used wheel trans. <laughs> were you a good driver? No. No, you were not. <laughs> so we're all happy you gave it up. <laughs> I gave it up. <laughs> so I'll tell you an interesting thing. There was an article in, in Chatelaine. The, Chatelaine? Uh, yes, in Chatelaine. Ah. Here, you can see the front page. And it was about a woman by the name of Catherine Weber. She was born in 1909, okay? And she was like you. She loved to travel, okay? Um, which we'll get into in a second because I love the stuff you've done in life. And they basically asked her, uh, what, is, what is your secret to enjoying a healthy old age? So she said she's positive. She has faith in life, people, and a higher power. You believe in God? Do you believe in God, Kitty? What do I read? Do you believe in God? Do you believe yeah. in God? Oh, yeah. Okay. And she constantly seeks out new experiences, always trying to new, do new things. Would you? Is that you? I don't know if it's exactly me. What I try to do is to be nice to people yes. and keep smiling. And when I see somebody I don't even know, I smile to them. And it's, I think a smile is your umbrella on a rainy day. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying it. That's a beautiful way of saying it. Do you have a song about happiness? You were singing before. Do you have a song for us about happiness? A smile is your um A smile is so infectious. Yes, it is. It's, a smile is so infectious. You catch it like the flu. When someone smiled at me today, I started smiling too. <laughs> so if you feel a smile begin, don't let it go undetected. Smile right back at her or him and get the world infected. That's beautiful. Bernie, big hand for your mom. So, so here's the thing. Um, Catherine Weber said that as a young woman, she traveled around the world and she went to very exotic places like Russia, Siberia, Azerbaijan, the Ukraine. Now, you told me on Friday night when we were together that at some point in your life, you took a train trip, right? How old were you and where did you go? I was 27 and I went from Toronto to Victoria, B.C. Yes. And I visited every fine hotel, stayed at those beautiful hotels of the National Canadian Pacific. And I um, I saw a lot of Canada, and I was very glad that I did that at a young age. Very happy I did it then, because it would be um, a little hard to leave the family I was uh, without a family then, so I was able to just get on with it. That was the best part of my growing up. What was it like for a woman in 1937? You were born in 1912, so 1937, to be traveling by herself. I took a, a cruise, 1937. Did you? Yeah. Where did you go? I went down to uh, Nassau. And, and you never felt uncomfortable not being accompanied? I in? was treated beautifully by the captain. I sat at his table. Did you? I was treated like a princess, I tell you. I had a good time. So, so people are drawn to you and were drawn to you then. Like the captain liked you. Yeah. The, the captain, he liked you on the ship, right? Why did he invite you to his table? I don't know why. I think I was good looking. Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> 
And you're, you're still very beautiful, Kitty. You are. From your ears to God's ears. No, I'm, I'm serious. You have a very, very beautiful face. You do. Um, so you were born in 1912, and that was a famous year. That's when the Titanic sank, right? And uh, also, uh, Rabbi Plouffe was born in 1912. Rabbi, the yeah, famous we, Rabbi Plouffe from we, Toronto, we yes. We were close in age. He was born in November, and I was born in December. So here's some interesting facts for you about 1912. Um, Arizona became the 48th state. Was it? Yes, that's correct. Um, 1912? In 1912. Here's a good one for you, Kitty. The Girl Scouts were founded in Savannah by Sister Sharon Sullivan, the Girl Scouts. Isn't that interesting? Were you ever a Girl Scout? I've never a Girl Scout. Never a Girl Scout. Okay. The Titanic sank. 1,523 people died. You, you didn't have any connection to the Titanic, did you? No. Um, no I, was, I was awfully young. Yeah, we were just <laughs> born. You were just born, right? Um, Fenway Park opened in Boston, famous uh, baseball uh, venue. Joseph Pulitzer established the Pulitzer Prize. Oh, wow. Isn't that something? That's 1912? In 1912, the year you oh, were born. Oh, my goodness. What a popular year. It, oh, to- look. In 1912, Kitty Cohen was born. I'm just kidding about that one. Um, Alaska became a U.S. territory. Woodrow Wilson is elected president of the United States. My goodness. Isn't that something? Uh, The first U.S. postage stamp featured an airplane was released. Now, what what did your your father do for a living? (laughs) He had a wagon in Midland and went around to collect steel. Carry on. Um, so your father was a uh, what, what do they call people who sell stuff? A horse and buggy. They uh, he was a peddler. He was a peddler. What did he sell? Clothing. A- anything that the uh, population gave him, and that's how he made his living. Finally, my mom thought that. It was time for the children to be with Jewish people, so we left Midland. That was March 23, 1923. So you were uh, eight, 12 years oh, old. T- I was 10 years old. What, what, what's your earliest memory, by the way? You're very, like, uh, one of your earliest memories. Uh, my earliest memory? One of them, yeah. Of the teachers in school on 6th Street in Midland. Uh, how, how sorry they were that I was leaving Midland. Were they? Going to Toronto. You remember that moment? Were you teary-eyed? Were they? lovely, lovely picture of all the teachers in that school. In the year 2000, I asked my children to come with me to Midland to show them where I was living. And we went to the school, and that was 2000. And it had on the bu- on the bu- wall of the building. One nineteen eleven was built. Really? So a year before you were born. It's an old old school. Kitty, do you remember your teachers' names at all? Any of their names? I remember walking to school. No one got picked up by car. Yes. We used our legs, and I remember they 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 gave plants that were on the road. They had such a nice smell. I remember those walks and the lunches my mom made. What what did she put in the lunch? Do you remember what she made for you for lunch? Cucumber sandwiches. Oh, I love cucumber sandwiches. With somewhat mayonnaise? Yes. Yes. Do you remember what kind of bread? It happened to be white bread because I don't think they knew about rye bread. Yes. It was white bread. I don't even think there was uh, uh, the other kind of bread. Uh, yeah, I don't think there was a, was a lot of white bread. Okay. And, and maybe, maybe my mom made, uh, probably made a challah. She was a good baker, a good cook. So so your mother moved you to Toronto with yeah. your father, your, your yeah. two brothers? Two, yeah. Two bro- 
he uh, he was left behind. Came later. Your one brother. And um, we went directly to Kensington. Rented twenty Kensington Avenue. Yes, did you? From there we went to, and I went to Ryerson School when I came to town. What did you study? Um, writing. I was. I had good handwriting. Oh, okay, okay. Now, was Judaism was being Jewish important to your parents then? Lighting the candles of Shabbos, going to shul, very important. That's why we came to Toronto. Do you remember which shul you went to? Yeah. U- University and McCall. Okay, okay. You don't remember the name? Well, I I know they were on. Um, McCall Street, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I I, I'd have to find that out. I remember sitting up there on the second floor, looking down and seeing everybody in white robes. How, how very very wonderful it was to be Jewish, and my mother would bring during Yom Kippur. She'd bring us food. Yeah. So we wouldn't be hungry. Yeah, I wish my mother would have brought me food on Yom Kippur. <laughs> Do you um, you have memories of the First World War? No, because I was that ended in 1918. Yes, it did. I was born in 1912, so I wasn't even six years old yet. But I remember my mother learning how to say peace. Oh, really? Peace. Yes. That is something she learned, her English being what it was. She learned how to say peace. So where was she from originally? A little town called Witz, W-I-T-Z, in, uh, uh, in Russia near the Polish border. And uh, her mother died when she was born, so she had no mom. But her sister, who was six years older, left, came to Toronto and sent for her. And when mom was 15, she took the boat came to Toronto yeah. when she was 15. I was, uh, she came here, I think it was, uh, well, she left Rehoboam at the age of 15. Where where was your father from? A close uh, village near my mom, but they did not know each other. They met in Toronto. They, do you know how they met? No. Do you know how your parents met? Yes, my auntie introduced them. Oh, okay. Auntie, Auntie Jenny, my mom's sister. And you remember Jenny well? Very well. Was she a nice she woman? Died, she died in 1976. Her husband died in 1949. So they buried the same cemetery up there on Bathurst. Right. Yeah. What's the name of the cemetery? Lawn. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bathurst Lawn, that's what it is. So did, did you uh, experience anti-Semitism? I, I didn't f- focus my attention on that. I can't say I, I can't say I suffered from anti-Semitism because I had Catholic friends, and I don't think I was old enough to understand anti-Semitism. But as we became closer, as we got closer to the Second World War, did you have a sense of what was going on in Europe? I actually. If I did, it didn't affect me. I was just sorry that there was a war and that we were deprived of certain foods. We had we were rationed, as you know. Yes. Sugar, bacon was sent to Russia. Yes. We couldn't get salmon or tuna. We couldn't get tea and couldn't get sugar. So it affected the household, but not to the... Not so that we got sick from it. No, mother went out and got chickens. She was a chicken flicker when she came to Toronto. Five cents a chicken. What, what's a chicken flicker? Mom. What is that? A chicken flicker? What is that? It takes. It, they, they didn't have the machines that they have now to re- remove the feathers from the chicken. Oh, oh! So she flicked so the she feathers was out. A chicken flicker for five cents a chicken. Did you ever watch her do it? I never watched her do it. Do she you, told me about it. Do you love animals? No. Do you love animals? Uh, 
I'm very fond of animals. Have I you had any pets? I don't like to see them hurt. I know, me too. That's why if my mother was a chicken flicker. <laughs> Did you ever have any pets? Yes. What'd you have? Cat. You dog. Had, what was your cat's name? A rabbit. <laughs> my son brought home a rabbit one Christmas. Didn't want it to be in school alone. Oh, that's so good. So I had a rabbit at home. He was a good boy. What, what was your cat's name? Do you remember? Which, who? The cat's name. Do you remember the name of the cat? No. no the rabbit? Name of the rabbit? <laughs> Those are tough ones. Okay. Now, how old were you? You've been married twice. I was uh, 26. So, so you were 26. That was uh, 1938. Is that? Yeah, correct? it was being 1938. And, and your first husband, his name was? Percy Koretsky. That's a product of Percy Koretsky. Percy Koretsky, okay. Furriers on College, 614 College Street. Okay, and how, how did you and Percy meet? Ice skating. I was an ice skater. Yes. Speeders, if you please. And he was on the ice one Friday night. So we clicked. Was it love at first sight? Love at first sight. It was, was it? He was very kind to me. Very thoughtful. His father was very good to me. So I had a lot of phone calls. <laughs> and, and he was a good man, Percy? He was, I would say so. How, how long were you together? Um, nine years. For nine years. Did he pass away after the nine years? No. We parted. Parted. You, divorced. You parted ways. How, how long was it before you got married again? I, about two years. And you were who was your second husband? I was here 25 years. What What was the name of your second husband? Louis Cohen. Okay. So I kept one name. Did you enjoy being married? Was it a nice time for you? It was. I worked. I went to work. I went to school. I returned to school because I was aware of my lack of knowledge. I was by that time in a law office. Yes. And I saw how much I needed to learn. So I went back to school, went back to Harvard. I graduated, got my matriculation. A few years later, I went to university and I got my BA. Oh, did you? In what? English. Oh, fantastic. And you've been a big reader all these years, right? Love to read. Do you read? Do you read uh, uh, a fiction and nonfiction? I love. I love. Um, you know, their lives. I love to know how they lived. Biographies, and what, yes. What they did in their lives. There's so much to learn from biology. I like biology. You do I like do, biology. I know the parts of our body. Yes. I love botany at school. Were you I, love, a, I think that's why I like plants so much. Oh, you're a gardener. I was learning all about plants. Just to go back to biographies, is there one or two individuals that come to mind whom you, okay. whom you think of who you really, really were fascinated by their lives? Well, the, the, the ones who uh, gave us a, a lot of... Uh, A lot of things that we wouldn't have if they hadn't studied themselves, such as the medicines. Yes. All those people who helped with the sugar diseases, they are the ones, and they were mostly Jewish people. Yes, there were a lot of uh, Jewish people who, were very, who brought us some beautiful things in our world. Agreed. Now, now the thing that really interested me about you is, um, you're a dancer. Um, oh. I think you told me, or maybe Bernie told me, that when you're called up to the Torah on Shabbat, that you dance up to the Torah to the bima, right? I love, I love, Elias. They give me Elias quite often at our place. Do you know the blessing? Do you remember the blessing? 
ברוך אדוני ברוך אדוני ברוך אדוני And I should have carried on uh, so I could read from the Torah. And if I were healthier, I would still want to attend a class where I could do the reading from the Torah. That's fantastic. I go to uh, Beth David Synagogue, and there's a woman there, Mrs. Gans, who's probably close to 90. And on Rosh Chodesh, the first of the month, she reads the Torah. What shul? It's Beth David Synagogue. Beth David. That's nice. I've, I've been to Beth David. Yeah, I was fascinated by this, Kitty. A woman of 90 years old had that's, learned. That's beautiful. Isn't that fantastic? Uh, that's a wonderful, uh, a wonderful blessing. It is. It is. It's the first time I had ever seen it. And I come from an Orthodox background. My yeah. father was an Orthodox rabbi. So I was never exposed to that. But later on in life, I gave up Orthodoxy. Did you? Yes. What to choose after that? What did I choose? Not very much, <laughs> but I've always been very traditional. Do you, do you like uh, being, uh, you know, what they are? That's uh, about David. Yeah, I do. Uh, conservative. Yeah, I'm very comfortable there. But the interesting thing in my life is because I came from Orthodoxy, that honestly I can fit in in any denomination. How about yourself? What do you see I, yourself I, as? I go to uh, the one on Bathurst. It's Orthodox. When Bernice can't take me up with her, I go there and I listen. Look, we're Rabbi Stern. Shari Tavilla. Shari Tavilla. Which is what my, my I uncle sa- started I there. there. Yeah. And I like to see the men and the children. Yes. All the fathers bring their children. It's a wonderful, wonderful habit. Yeah, it's very beautiful, isn't it? I love to see the children. I love to see them there in school. Are you good with kids? Are you good with children? Pretty good. Do, do I, I, I think I'm a good mother. Yeah, you think you were? Well, what do you think your strength was as a mother? Well, I wanted them to have a proper food. Yeah. So I, I went to school and learned all about uh, foods for the body, how they affect the body. So I... I bought foods that and brought home foods that are good for them. So and and I never scolded my children. You didn't. I don't think I ever hurt them. Although I once pulled her and she's here, she wouldn't dance for me. I wanted her to dance. She wouldn't dance. <laughs> Do you remember that, Bernice? <laughs> she doesn't remember. We that. we lived on Bathurst, so you wouldn't dance for me. I wanted her to dance. <laughs> so no residual anger, Bernie. <laughs> And and uh, what was your weakness as a parent? Weakness? Yeah, what was your weakness as a parent? Yes. Eating sweets. <laughs> you ate too many sweets. Okay, okay. What, what was there? Was there? Was there a part? <laughs> I like whipped cream. <laughs> whipped cream on cello. Okay, so <laughs> so this is your weakness in eating. But my question to you is, what was your weakness as a parent, as a mom? Um, I, I don't think I had that. I I never scolded. I never wear, lived, uh, stayed up late to wait, watch them come home. I trusted them. Yes. I trusted my children that they wouldn't do any harm to anybody, that they were good citizens, and that they studied, and that they liked their studies, and they wanted to finish their schoolwork. That, to me, was important. You have to have a good education to get along in life. Right, and which is something that you You apply yourself to. You have to have a good education. That is so important. And you have to have a good name in life. True. That nobody can say a bad word about you. 
and 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 that and, and that's you don't do any harm to anybody else. Yes. She don't steal. Yes. And and that from the time that you can think that you will go into the world with a, a, a good outlook, have a happy outlook, no negativity in your life, be positive about whatever you do, engage in legal matters, don't do anything unlegal. Illegal, yes, yes. Other than that, so much depends on what the other God wants us to do. So much depends on the things that you don't know about, and they happen. So you have to expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. Life has many uh, surprises. Yes, it does. So many surprises. Yes, it does. So you're lucky if you meet the right people and enjoy life with those people. Contact them as you should with your children when you get older and they leave you. Be in touch. Family should be in touch with each other. They should care for each other. They should worry about each other. And they should always have a smile. Smile is your umbrella on a rainy, rainy day. <laughs> can you can you sing a song for us? Sing us a song. A smile. When you're smiling, when you're smiling, the whole world smiles with you. When you're laughing. When you're laughing, the sun comes shining through. But when you're crying, you bring on the rain. So stop your crying. Be happy again. Because when you're smiling, yes, when you're smiling, the whole world smiles with you. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Are you still good for a few more minutes? Is your throat okay? Yeah, you're feeling okay? Yeah. Okay, good. You're doing a great job, by the way. Um, some interesting facts, okay? 0.048% of the world are over 100 years old. That's wonderful. Yes. Japan has the most per capita uh, centenarians. Centenarians, that's what we say, right? Over a hundred years old, Japan. 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 The U.S. has seventy-one thousand nine hundred and seventy-two, one hundred-year-olds and more. That's point zero two two percent. Okay. Now, what do you think the diet of centenarians in Japan would be? What do you think they eat? Rice. Okay. Yes. Yeah, very good. What else? What kind of foods? Fruits? Yes, a lot of fruits. Very good. What else? Well, I don't think they get oranges but they and or, or bananas, but they would get prunes. Well, yes, that might not be a bad idea. My mother liked prunes, but we won't go into that. So listen to this, okay? In Okinawa, an island in Japan, with more 100-year-olds per capita in the world than anywhere else, okay? Their diet is grains, veggies, and fish. Very little meat and dairy, okay? Do, do you eat meat? My mom made meat, but I belonged to the Vegetarian Society for a while, and I learned the value of not killing animals. So I refrain from choosing meat when I go to a restaurant and choose fish. What what kind of fish do you like? I love salmon. You do love salmon? Oh, my God, I love salmon. Uh, like and we, we have a lot of salmon at the terrace. Here, a lot, here, a lot of fish at the terrace. The home, a home for the elderly. How do they make their salmon? Uh, they bake it. Okay. They bake it. Okay. It's good. It's really 
it, it's a, a healthy fish. So you don't eat, I'm sorry, you don't eat meat? I choose to eat less meat than I would ordinarily because I like fish better. So what kind of meat would you and eat? I, don't, I think of the animals being killed for me, so I refrain from choosing meat. As Bernice will know, if I go to her place and there's meat, I eat a, a wee bit, but I like fish better. Or all the grains, it's moksha uh, noodles. They yeah. make so yeah. many good things with noodles these days. Yes. So here's an interesting fact for you. People who eat less calories live longer. Uh, um, that's an, a, a very well-known fact. That's a known fact. Yes. If you watch your diet, you're going to be on earth a little bit longer. Yes. We are what you what we eat. Okay. Uh-huh. So I'm going to throw a few things out here to you. Reasons for longevity. Reasons why people live longer. Movement. Okay. Hold on a second. Movement. Yes. So we're going to get there. This is in verywellhealth.com. Um, and I'm going to give you a few reasons why... Apparently, people live longer, and I want you to comment on them, okay? Go outside for longer life. Agreed? Go outside. Be outside. Well, I don't know about going outside. You can stick your nose out and breathe the air without going outside. Okay. Yeah, and I'll do that. I'd like to get out there and get some fresh air into my nostrils, and then I move right back into the warm place. Yeah. So some estimates that 50% of adults have low levels of vitamin D because we simply don't get out enough. And according to this, you got to get out. Okay. But you're challenging that a little bit. They they don't have to go out to be (laughs) healthy. They join a gym like I do, go to the gym and stand at the bar and move and join the exercise classes. It's important that we move our bodies and we uh, feed our brain. You got to feed your brain. Feed your brain. You got to feed it. A brain has to be fed and you have to feed it with happy thoughts and good, good important thing about life is having a a good attitude you have to have the right attitude to be happy and you do you seem like you have an excellent attitude you really do you have a much better attitude than i do everything will work out fine are you generally a happy person i think so yeah i i told bernice once i never knew uh, morbidity I don't get morbid about being alone, for instance. You don't get depressed, oh, sad? I can, as I, right now, I love my computer. I'm very happy working at the, you know, seeing what the computer's words are. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I learned such ridiculous words on the computer. <laughs> but, okay. I'm, but I'm learning. Kitty. Uh, one of the things that lead to long life is this is a really interesting one. Hanging out with friends, hanging out with friends, being with friends. I don't depend on them for happiness. You don't? No. I don't want to feel that I need somebody beside me to make me uh, enjoy life. I want to be able to get out there and move around, go for a walk in the halls. got a lot of halls to walk in. And then... uh, sit down and have a cup of tea. That suits me. Wait for the dining room to open up. My days go by quite well. So you can be by yourself, no problem. I don't mind being alone. You don't mind? Okay. I, I can always be happy with my knitting, my writing. I write notes to a lot of people. You do? What kind of notes? Yeah. There's a lot of people away 
in other cities and I get letters from them and I acknowledge them. Yes. So I, I'm okay. I'm okay. Here, here's one. I don't know if you're going to agree with this or not. So far, you haven't agreed with, uh, not entirely anyways, mm-hmm. and good for you. And that speaks to the idea that there's not one reason for longevity. Some people say, I've heard people say, well, they drink an entire bottle of rum every day, right? And therefore, I live longer. I've smoked. Like, really, it's stuff you wouldn't think of. Smoking yeah, and I drinking. Know. I'm just telling you, there's no, I'm not sure that we know why people live long. That's my point. But listen to this. I, I don't know if there's anything that a person does to, to acquire a longevity. I just think it's left to whatever it is that brings its owners. It's, we have to accept what comes our way. Yes. I don't, uh, don't worry about why we're here. We're here because we're here. That's it. End of story. Here's an interesting one. Floss daily. You know, tooth floss? Do you floss? Floss, yeah. Tooth floss. I don't floss daily, no. But I have a brush that cleans my dentures and toothpaste. Oh, you have dentures. Okay. You want to show me your dentures? I'm just kidding. Okay, here's a good one. And I want to get your take on this, okay? More sex. I think it'd be nice to have a sex partner. At this age? Yeah. I I think if, if one was available and could operate... (laughs) <laughs> so so you would agree then more sex will live to a lo- lead to a longer life because of sex you live longer well here's here's what this article says in one study men with a higher frequency of orgasm show a 50 percent reduction in mortality they live longer um why sex should be linked to life expectancy is something of a mystery I, I don't do, I don't really understand what sex has to do with long life. Right, and I don't think I, they know I, either. I, I, don't, I think it should be, I, it makes I, you happier. I, 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 I'm not at all sure that that is a fact. I'm not so sure. Yeah, I'm not so sure that they're sure either. But have you enjoyed sex in your life? Yes. You've had good sex? Yeah. yeah. You have. Yeah, it's part of my life. Do you have a, a, a message that you would send out to people about sexuality? Enjoy it while it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> right. Enjoy it while you have the chance. Yes. Yeah. I don't have any chance, so I, I can only think about it. Have you ever met any men in the last few years that you liked? No. They're all too sick, too old. As you grow older, you lose your strength. And you can't expect a vibrant male. You can't expect that because they're 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 the strength is has left them. The strength has left them. Yes. So they are not able to perform, and that's what we know. Can't be sexy at uh, eighty. Would you go out with a younger man? I would. Like how young? I maybe sixty. You would go out with a sixty-year-old. Yeah, or seventy. Okay. If I get any emails, I'll let you know. <laughs> Give them my address. I love this about you, Kitty. I'll be I just, ready. I'll be ready for business. <laughs> I just love you, dear. I love you. You are so. You're. You're not really afraid of speaking about anything. <laughs> Those there's so much. There's so much joy. In thinking about uh, <laughs> um, youth and uh, how you mistreated until it's not yours anymore. Yes. Um, yes. You give away the best years by being stupid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I busy, love it. <laughs> busy, busy with other things, like raising family, going shopping. But do, do you do you feel as though you're ageless? Like, is youth still yours to some extent? Yeah. It is, right? I can see it in your eyes. You have a beautiful gleam in your eyes. You really do. You really do. Here's the last one, okay? 
turn off your television. I'd be glad to do that. I don't like what I see, too much commercialism. You don't see anything like uh, a good concert. It's all cars and uh, hair, hair, hairdressers, what they do with the hair. It's all something you t they're selling. They're selling, they're selling, they're selling. Commercial. So I don't use the television much. I like to know what the weather is. I like to know what the news is. So that's what I look for. Oh, you watch the news? Yeah. How, how do you think you Toronto, met? Toronto News, Buffalo News. Yeah. You watch Buffalo News? Yeah. Really? You remember Irv Weinstein? I like Lawrence Welk. He comes from Buffalo. <laughs> Lawrence Welk, yes. The polkas. Oh. You like polkas? Yeah. There's a famous polka called There's No Beer in Heaven Polka. I really like that one. <laughs> so, Kitty, Kitty, what, what, um, what do you, how do you think you watch the news? So how do you think humanity is doing? How do I think? How is, yes. How, I just think, how do I think humanity yeah, is yeah, doing? Yeah, how, how is humanity? Terribly. You, you think too so? Too much war. Okay. Too much guns. Guns should be outlawed. And why is that? Uh, guns should be outlawed. There's too many killings. Innocent people going to their deaths. I hate to see that. Mothers left without their kids. Shouldn't happen. Like that guy who ran with his car into killing 13 people off somewhere around Fidge. Right. It's sad. It's a sad world, as a matter of fact. Very, very sad world. There's too many... Look at the, um, the earthquakes. Look at all the earthquakes that happen. And the tsunamis. Earth, uh, nature has punished us. Yes. Nature has punished us. Is the world worse now than it was 50 years uh, ago, 100 uh, years ago? I would say so. There's more people, so there's more ha unhappiness. Oh, so you attribute it to too many people in the world. Oh, and, the, and they haven't got good intentions. Wars, wars, wars. Uh, greediness. Greediness doesn't stop. Greediness caves on. So you have to accept everything. The way to keep happy is to see before you a picture of joy. Whatever you're looking at, let it bring you joy. And meeting nice people like you. Thank you. You being invited to nice dinners like last Friday. Thank you. That's that makes for up for a lot of undesirable things. Uh, how have you changed over the years? More understanding, I think. Um, more, uh, less, less impatience, I think. Being less impatient, that's what I've learned. Not, not to be so eager to be mad. And I see things that don't please me, forget it. It's none of your business. Not in my business, what happens as long as I do the right thing. See my daughter for DC, come over and give me a nice rub, and she does. Like in my back rub. She, she's a beautiful I, I, girl. I, I love uh, getting rubbed. Massages. Massages. Ah, love massages. She, she's a beautiful girl, your daughter. She really is. They can't come any better. They can't come anywhere. And I wish her safety wherever she goes. Yes. I pray that she's safe and that she uh, has a good time wherever she goes. She's a great daughter. She is. Yes. As you see, as you can say. Well, I see. I see. Uh -huh. I see. And she, uh, uh, she keeps uh, her thoughts to herself. She doesn't berate me. 
she doesn't belittle me. Yeah. She just let just lets me do my thing. Do you think sometimes you're a bother? No. No. My mother was. Was she? Sometimes. What'd she do? Well, she'd be pretty demanding as she got older, and especially when she that, got that, sick. That can happen with old age. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You're never demanding? I, I don't know if I am, but they say she would be able to tell you. I hope I'm not. That's an awful emotion. Yes. That's that's not a nice emotion, No. De- being demanding. It means that you're not happy with what you've got. Well, I, to be fair to my mother, she was a marvelous woman. She helped many people. She was a Rebbitson. Oh, was she? Yeah, my father was a rabbi. Wow. So, so Kitty, she spent her whole life helping other people. Oh, and a good cook. Oh, yeah, she was. She, nice she, but She made a nice brisket. Oh, I love brisket. I know, that's, I love... That's me, but it's a delicious meat if it's done the way your Jewish people make it. Oh, I know, I love brisket, too. Do you know the word... Um, it's a Russian word, and it means the meat is cooked for a long, long time. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. Jarkoya. Jarkoya. Thank you, Bernie. Jarkoya. Yeah. Very good. Oh, that's so delicious. Ah. Oh, a nice the brisket. Potatoes, the potatoes come out so good. Do you cook at all? I took... Uh, cooking lessons. I went to a, a central technical school. I got my degree in uh, how to be a good cook. So uh, I enjoy I cook. Whatever I cooked, I enjoy doing. But do you cook now? No. Everything's cooked for me. Okay. 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 So, so last thing here. Um, Scrabble. Ah. Oh, Scrabble. <laughs> ah. I love Scrabble. You do, right? Eh? <laughs> they made Scrabble for me. You do ah. love Scrabble. <laughs> I just love it so much. Yeah. Do you Scrabble? I've played Scrabble. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. <laughs> Bernice Scrabbles with me. Yes. Yeah. And we have a Scrabble club every th- Thursday morning at 1 o'clock. Come and join us. Where, where, where is it? In the... Um, First floor, where you live, uh, where I live, and and you are you good? Are you uh, good at in the ground floor? Okay, are you good at Scrabble? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Like, how many points have you gotten in a word? I, I went up to uh, around four hundred. Okay, can, can you give me a very complicated word? Tell me a difficult word. A difficult. Yeah, word. give me a difficult word. <laughs> That I meet, uh, that I do on the scribble board. Uh, I live in L I V I D. Okay, good one. And uh, grope, G R O P E. Also good. And M E R I T and G R A T E. I've got B E G O T. Good words. Good words. Yeah. Uh, ravine, R A V I N E. And carrot, C A R R O T. Good stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you, too. Your original name is Leah. Leah, Sarah Leah. What, when did you change it to Kitty and why? Uh, as I said, I was crazy about skating. Okay. And this one night I was out and there was a skater with her name Kitty on her sweater. And I adopted it. I was 14. You just started calling yourself Kitty? Yeah. Oh, I like that. So I could change my name too, I guess. Oh. Well, did anybody say, what no, do you mean, Kitty? I thought it was cute. <laughs> you were adorable. I'm sure you were. <laughs> you still are. So Kitty, Leia. Um, thank you very much. I am so happy to meet you, Avram. Oh, I'm happy to meet you, you too. You should do for the rest of your life. Make other people happy. Thank you. And just stay as as nice as you are. 
Thank you so much for saying that. I, I absolutely adore you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> I you so enjoyed my time with you. Can you sing a song, another song, to take us out of this interview? I can say a verse that I like very much. Women want monag monag monogamy. 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 A woman wants monogamy. Man delights in novelty. Man is woman's moon and sun. Man has other forms of fun. Man, woman lives for her lord. Count to ten, and man is bored. That's the sum and gist of it. What earthly good can come of it? Beautiful. Thank you so much, Kitty. And thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been a wonderful interview. You've been listening to Hat Radio. Um, and, uh, yeah, this has just been an absolute delight. So thank you very much. You made me very happy. As you just, made me just happy, Just to think dear. about it. Thank you. Just and ma maybe on your 107th, we'll do another interview, okay? On your 107th birthday. Uh, wouldn't that be a nice me meeting? Yes, it would. Uh, uh, it would. We could... Um, Put on the music and do some jiving. Yeah, we'll jive. We'll dance together. <laughs> okay, thank you. And thank you for listening.